No Content is a podcast hosted by Pixel and Kubo that brings you through the inner ramblings of whatever they want to talk about for roughly an hour. If you'd like to follow Pixel, you can check them out on Twitch at pixel underscore pusher 101 or on Twitter at pixel pusher 101. You can also follow Kubo at twitch.tv slash ryankubo, twitter.com slash ryankubo, instagram.com slash ryankubo, and youtube.com slash shigeos, S-H-I-G-E-O-S, Twitch TV, if you want to see VODs of any of the episodes. If you guys are not on audio or on a different type of audio, remember that we are on all audio platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. If you guys want to ever email us, you can email us at nocontentpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your insight onto the podcast, questions, or just fan mail of critiques or criticisms. You can also use the Fortnite creator code, Ryan Kubo, in all caps, R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O, when you check out for any game on the Epic Creator Store, whether that be a game or through a microtransaction to help support this podcast. Also, check your show notes below or the description below, depending on where you're watching or listening to this podcast, to check out other podcasts that Kubo hosts as well. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of No Content. I am Kubo, that's Pixel, uh, and I don't remember... What were we talking about before we started recording? Oh yeah, we're talking about... We're just jumping right into it, guys, okay? (laughs) Because we don't want to lose momentum. Uh, Pixel, who's the guy that you said you were watching recently? Okay, so his name's Graham Stephen. Oh no, Graham Stephan. I should pronounce it correctly. Yeah. Um, But he's this YouTuber, he's a real estate agent in LA, and he basically made it big making a YouTube video, and he really took off when he made a YouTube video about uh, buying a Tesla for $78 a month. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it just, like, skyrocketed. But he makes a lot of, like, personal finance, investing, uh, just money-related yeah. videos. And I don't know. I just, I've been binging his videos. They've just, they've just been really fun. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the stuff that he does, I already kind of do. Like, I feel like some of the stuff that he says, like, you should do, I just... Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm like, I'm the odd one out in this situation, but I feel like I already do that type of stuff. And it, I don't know, it's maybe it's just like the way that I grew up as well. Like my family didn't grow up like strapped, mm-hmm. strapped for money or anything. We were like, I guess, you, I guess like some people would say we're like, we were upper middle class or just middle class or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of the things that he does in the videos, I'm just like, yeah, that's pretty odd. Ob- like some of the things he like yells at people about, it's like, yeah, that's pretty obvious. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, for sure. But, like he, he, but I don't know. Maybe I guess there's people out there that are like they don't do that, which I think is kind of crazy to me. Oh yeah, like he he has like a whole set of videos of people who just totally mismanage whatever they have. Yeah, and it's just like kind of obscene. It's like, oh, this girl spends one hundred and fifty dollars a month on diet coke, and he will just like be completely confounded as to yeah. why they would do that. So I, yeah, you know, they they do exist. Yeah, I I feel like it. I think it has to, a lot of it has to do with just like different lifestyles or I think maybe what you kind of want out of life or whatever mm-hmm. um, as well. Cause like, I feel like some people just be like, oh, it's only 150. Like if you're making, let's say like a hundred thousand dollars a year, like $150 a month is like, let's, I don't know. I'm, this is way off. My math's not good, but let's say that's like a dollar <laughs> 50 to them or something. You know what I mean? Like it's very sure. little compounded to how much money they have and they just don't really, th- I don't, I don't think. I think especially Americans or maybe first world countries don't really think about like the like in the future, like $150 times 12 times mm-hmm. like 60. Right. They don't really think of like how much money that is burned in the future, because I feel like a lot of people yeah. uh, are just humans in general live a lot in the present. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah, um, it is kind of funny, like some of the things that I guess like the, the soda thing, like uh, my family never bought soda. 
like ever unless it was for like a birthday party or something <laughs> like that and then even when we did have soda um it would be counted as like my dessert or like that's how my oh, family treated go. soda like if i did mm -hmm. get a soda it was for, like after dinner and it was considered like a dessert we didn't just have it like around <laughs> or just like um yeah like i know a friend that spends like 500 bucks a month on coffee because he only drinks at Starbucks. Oh my god! And if he That's does like, exactly the like, kind of person. If he does like one or two a day. Yeah, that exact that is exactly the kind of person that he always talks about on a show. He's like, yeah. he always points to this like cup of uh, coffee that he has. He's like twenty cent coffee. Yeah, I mean, I probably can get the coffee down cheaper, but I've been. Do you have? Do you have like? I have a Keurig, so. Uh, no, I, I, I do. don't have a Keurig. I actually okay. brew my own, so I have whole beans that I grind up and then I brew it. Yeah, I'm just too lazy to do that, but I probably could get it. I probably could get it cheaper or whatever. But yeah, I bought a two, I bought a hundred and fifty dollar Keurig from like three. I think it's been three years now. I've had that Keurig, so mm -hmm. about, it cost one hundred and fifty bucks, and then you can uh, bulk buy the K cups at Costco, which ends up coming to around $35 for mm -hmm. all of them, but then it ends up coming to like 24 cents or something per cup, like per K-cup usage. Uh, what about those uh, reusable uh, K-cups? You know, you can kind of fill with your own ground coffee. Yeah, I could do that as well. I just, uh, I, they're like, I've had those in the past and they're, they're kind of still a pain in the butt to clean. Ah, That's the only issue is that like, it's a pain in the butt to clean and then like, uh, they're very problematic with like leaking grounds into your coffee mm. like pretty easily or whatever. So mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's, it's one of those things too, where it's like, maybe if my Keurig ever breaks, I'll just do start doing that. But mm -hmm. the Keurig hasn't broken, broke. Right. And so then it yeah. seems like a waste of just being like, okay, I'm going to switch this other method that saves me like 10 cents a cup. <laughs> but then I just have a $150 device here. And a bunch of K yeah. cups lying around, so it's like good enough. But that's like another thing that I was like, yeah, I don't really spend a lot on like coffee. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'll just make a K cup a day or something like that, and it's fine. Yeah. So I, I will like talk about like what I do. I have a, an AeroPress, and so this is might that, be a little bougie. Wait, what's an Aero? Is that the one where you like put the coffee grounds in the water, and then you press down on the little thing, and it like pushes all the grounds to the bottom, and then you pour it? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so like, that's not bougie. Those yeah. things are like twenty bucks, right? I see a lot of people <laughs> use those. Yeah, it's just kind of like it's yeah. like it feels like it's over the top for like what you want to do with coffee. It's like, mm. oh, with coffee, you should it's either like freeze dried or it's like, mm. um, okay, okay, you know, it's it's not it's it, it requires a lot more extra effort to uh, actually brew. Okay. Yeah. So if anything, like you know that kind of thing, like French presses, those are totally like for me, it's like bougie. But then, uh, okay. you know, a lot of stuff is bougie to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, another reason why I got the Keurig thing, too, is because I used to have, like, a normal coffee maker, right? But then, uh -huh. and where I would just, like, grind the beans, I would make the coffee, I'd press it, like, do all that whole type of stuff. But I think the other thing that I like about my Keurig, at least, is just the laziness of it all, in a sense. But also that there's not a lot of waste. Uh, in the sense of, like, coffee waste. Because usually what happens is... Okay, I mean, I yeah, Because usually what I... Well, okay, to be fair, the coffee... <laughs> The cop, the K cups I I I get are like these like fair trade and they use like this weird like mesh. They're not like the plastic ones. They use okay. like disposable like mesh stuff or whatever, so it actually breaks down or whatever. 
mm-hmm. naturally or whatever. And the company claims, I don't know if it's true, but the company claims is like, it's actually good for landfills or whatever. Cause it's like mulch or manure. I don't think that's true at all. You know what I'm saying? Like coffee yeah. grounds are good for like dirt. It's it, that's what they claim. Okay. That's the company's trying to sell people on. All right. I don't yeah, want to name I, the company, I, I, but I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know about that because I'm like, isn't coffee like really acidic? Isn't that going to kill plants? I heard it's good for gardens, though. No, I don't know. That's what I've heard, actually. Like, I don't know. Anyway, but um, (laughs) shoot, I lost my train. I lost my train of thought. uh, Coffee. Oh, yeah. So the thing is that I would make the see the issue with me beforehand is that I would make. I only wanted like a cup or like maybe one cup or two cups of coffee. But then the problem is I'd always over measure not put in the right amount of grounds. Then I have this coffee pot and then I would make my cup of coffee and then I would still have like maybe a third of a coffee pot or whatever. And then would have to like dump all that out and then throw away all mm-hmm. these grounds and stuff like that. So I, I just like the Keurig because it's like, I just pop in a pod, I close it, it makes the cup of coffee. It's the perfect amount of coffee because it measures out in mm-hmm. ounces and we're good to go. It's not like I have like this overflow of like coffee or sure. if, uh, or if I make a cup of coffee, uh, for the house, or I made a cup of coffee for the house, and then it's like, I come back, and now there's like this weird coffee burning, incense smell that's coming out of my <laughs> kitchen because whoever wanted the other cup of coffee never grabbed it, and it just stayed on the whole day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, there's like that convenience, but it comes down to like pretty cheap. I mean, it's still way cheaper than like if I were to go to like Starbucks or something. Yeah, it's it's definitely super super convenient. Like I have a Keurig at work, and all I do is just mm-hmm. pop the thing in, wait a couple seconds and boom coffee yeah it's pretty um, pretty so, easy yeah i can't fault it on being like super super convenient but then i look over and i see this trash can it's like actually filled to the uh-huh. brim with these little plastic k-cups and i'm just yeah. like i know i know it but what are, what are we gonna do i mean at the end of the day like the only way to stop like human waste consumption is if we just mm-hmm. off ourselves <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like at Dude. the same at the same time right so i don't know Did- man because I, I I think I heard that the inventor of the K cup was actually like really really regretting his invention because he saw how much waste it created. Yeah, he's like so distraught at how many people actually use K cups. What? I, see, that's kind of stupid. I don't know. I feel that's really dumb. Like, what did he expect the invention to do? I don't understand. I don't you know, know what I mean? Like, he created it, so it's like, how did he not think like? You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh-huh. this is really convenient and it's going to make a lot of plastic cup, like little plastic thingies that are going to be like disposable and throw away. And I yeah. don't know, like, why was he not thinking of that? I don't know. It's kind of weird that he said that, but I get I get it. It's like, I don't know why he wasn't thinking like future proof on that one. Yeah. I mean, he's probably working for somebody else. Oh, that's true. Whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, oh, yeah, like recently. So like every year um, I have like a family member that gets me a, a Starbucks gift card every mm-hmm. single year and like it's whatever but that's the only time i'll actually go to starbucks um is with because i so i don't like starbucks because of how they uh like acid wash like their beans or whatever they do you know what i'm talking about i know they like over roast it like I, they they burn the, the crap out of those beans no, but... no 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 so apparently i don't know if this is true or not anymore but from what i understand this is like this is probably like six years of information outdated by seeing videos on it but basically they like um i don't know how they do it exactly but basically like your average cup of starbucks coffee has two and a half times more caffeine than your than a normal cup of coffee from anywhere else from like dunkin donuts or mcdonald's or anywhere um hmm. and that's actually where like the over where people say like it's over roasted or it tastes like burnt it's actually just like more caffeine <laughs> 
and they mm. like kind of like I don't know how they do it, but like the commentator said, like the, it's like basically acid washing it in caffeine. But that's what they do <laughs> is that like the average cup of Starbucks coffee has like 700 milligrams, where a normal cup of coffee from like your house has like about 200, 150 to 200 milligrams. And the reason why Starbucks does that is because on that is those days that you decide not to go to Starbucks and you go to another coffee place or whatever, when you drink their coffee, you're like, wow, this coffee tastes weird. It doesn't taste mm -hmm. as good. It doesn't wake me up as much. I'm going to go back to Starbucks. So there's actually like three or four times more caffeine in a in a Starbucks cup of coffee. That's some like conspiracy level stuff because I've heard like that. Saying... I heard that's. I mean, you, the, you, I've heard it's been proven. Like they've done tests on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like they make you feel bad that you're not drinking Starbucks, so they encourage you to go back. I mean, it works probably, right? If it if it works, I guess. But oh my god, that's that's horrible. So, true. So, um, like maybe about seven or eight years ago, um, when I used to get, I started drinking Starbucks not regularly but i noticed that uh so like i would drink it and i would feel pretty bad afterwards and then there was one night where like i actually went to the emergency room because i mm. felt so crappy uh and that day i hadn't eaten a lot so i thought i had gotten food poisoning or something like really really bad but i was like nauseated i was like mm. throwing up but like dry heaving and stuff like that and uh, when I went to like the emergency room, they're like, yeah, you had a caffeine overdose. Like you took you have a caffeine overdose. You have a high sensitivity to caffeine Jeez. and you had a caffeine overdose, which is like extremely dehydrating your body, but also like your heart's freaking out. And they're mm -hmm. like, what did you have today? And like that day I was just super busy. And I think I was just like, oh, I had like a bagel. And then like the only caffeine I, I had was like a medium coffee from like Starbucks. And they're like, yeah, that that does it. Like, we have a lot of people who come in here from like caffeine overdosage is from like Starbucks. And they're like. That's when they kind of told me the conspiracy theory, I guess. And then I looked up the research. So I actually don't have Starbucks like ever because I just feel oh, wow. so bad afterwards. May like I feel like, like the doctor's with, telling you that. Yeah. Like I've had like five hour energy and stuff like that. And like it's way too much caffeine for me. And I just feel like super lethargic afterwards mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, man. So but anyway, I get the Starbucks gift card every single year. And on it is like 25 to 30 bucks right wow. and usually i'm like okay that's pretty nice you know so then i'll usually go but for me i'll get something non uh coffee related you know they have like teas and mm -hmm. coolers and stuff like that and then maybe i'll and then like for my daughter she'll get something like the white bean starbucks drink i don't know if you know what that is but it's like this mm -hmm. drink that's like non-caffeinated as well or whatever and yeah, yeah. this year we got three trips out of the card before it was gone Oh, like that's wow. crazy so basically like our total for each trip was roughly somewhere between eight dollars and not like mm. high eight dollars low nine dollars like that's actually insane that like people will go like every day and spend that yeah. much dude it's all about brewing at home just like make a big stock of it in your fridge you know pour some out when you need it and then you're good to go yeah like a it's like meal prepping but with coffee you just like exactly, make a bunch right? of like cold brew or whatever. I feel like coffee it's coffee prepping. Yeah, I feel like that's just like part of my daily routine too. You mm. know what I mean? It's just like waking up and making coffee. Now, what they need to do for the extra lazy like me is they need to have a way so that I can put my K cup. I'll put my K cup in the night before, and then I wake up or at a certain time. It's connected mm. to my phone. And at a certain time in the morning, the coffee machine starts on its own, closes the thing, and then brews the cup of coffee for Dude. me. 
that would that be is, that's the meta that's like what that someone is, needs to get on that dude why hasn't anyone honestly is, why hasn't anyone thought of no everyone no look I, I okay i've called i called a bunch of stuff way back in the day okay there are two places that tech has not reached successfully i think in the last like 20 years right um be, you know Everyone went to phones, then everyone went to wearables, which, I, in my opinion, still wearables are a flop. There's still the people over here. They're like the nerds in the group doing VR. That's a flop, in my opinion, at least for now, <laughs> right? But the the one, the two places that tech needs to enter and has started to enter already, which is why I'm really interested in it, is one, the car, right? I think the automobile is something that tech is going to really push, right? Because mm -hmm. we have... Um, like I say this all the time, but we have all this technology around us, like smartphones and like all this stuff, right? And then I feel like every time I get into like my 2008 Corolla, which is like fairly new, it's like 12 years old at this point, but like, you know, not to super, super old car, I feel like I've gone back to like the 70s or the 80s. Like car tech hasn't, mm -hmm. like interior of cars hasn't really essentially changed since probably like the electric EVs, like Tesla spring, like, like spearing that. Thing, right mm -hmm. but then the other thing is the home i feel like the home has essentially become is essentially the same thing you know for the last 50 to 60 years minus like probably like you know the chic of it or the style of it right obviously modern mm -hmm. homes look a bit different but tech wise the home has essentially been the same and there's been minor improvements with that we have like the nest smart home thing or the ring doorbell smart tech thing but i really think that like that's the next push for like big tech companies i think it's already happening sure. i just don't think it's like gotten as a big of a craze you know what i mean because whenever you see like a futuristic movie set in the future it's always like they have these really cool high-tech cars and they have these really cool like high-tech like um they have these really cool like high-tech uh like houses you know what i mean oh i think we lost pixel no pixel i think we lost you hold on chat uh oh do we lose pixel uh oh oh hello hello okay you're good did you hear anything i said okay Whew. we're good uh-oh. 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 Okay, you're good. For some reason, you were dropping. I'm good on my end. You're still dropping. But you're still here? I'm still here. I can hear you. All right. I'm not getting any issue on Discord. That's weird. Okay, as long as you can hear me, that's all that, that's all that matters. We'll just keep going or whatever. Anyway, so I think those are the two big things that need to be pushed. So Keurig coffee machines with Bluetooth have to be a thing. Coffee makers have to be a thing where they're on Bluetooth. You know what I mean? But I really think those are like the two tech avenues that we're probably going to be approaching very soon. Um, yeah. Honestly. Because, yeah. you know? uh, okay. So like thing is with phones is that they were really, really successful because everybody had one. Mm. And if you look at wearables and like VR and stuff like that, people had to buy into that. That was something right. like very specific, but right. everybody had a phone. Right. That's why it just blew up the entire industry because everybody, you know, had one, right. everybody needed one. Mm -hmm. The same thing goes with autos and houses. I think everybody needs a car. Well, for the most part, like yeah. unless you're living in New York City. Right. Um, everybody needs a, needs a home uh, or a place to live. So these are places that definitely could, you know, benefit from it. You know, yeah. there's been steps into like making things really, really cool inside your home. Uh, like, you know, with, you know, ring doorbell and aside from the scandal and stuff um right you know having a connected home having like nest thermostats security right. that kind of thing um so like there's there's definitely a possibility like to you know expand on this 
there's a lot of yeah. people that could use what you know no an actual smart home and same thing with cars like mm-hmm. there's so much innovation to be had there is there is a lot that could be done to make that space better yeah you know tesla is kind of like advancing and and pushing further ahead than everybody else but it's it's going to be really really exciting these next few years i think yeah, I think so too as well. I was reading a book on like Apple's uh, product line and the philosophy for it or whatever. And I think you mentioning that like everyone has a phone now, um, like reminded me of this, but it was basically just like they had the concept or the idea of a lot of their products like way early on uh, in like the 80s or 90s, like a lot of tech companies did, but we just they just couldn't figure out how, how to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But basically like Apple's vision for like the original Macintosh was that it would be like your, it, it should be like a design piece that like you're proud to show off. Like it's in your home. It's like in your living room or it's in a corner of your living room. And it's like something that like you spend a lot of time on and you have a lot of pride with. Right. And once mm-hmm. computers kind of became that right. Um, and kind of became this thing where like, you know, people use them as like home movie theaters or like whatever type of setups or they look really cool and nice. That's when like, um, Apple and I think Dell at the time, both were kind of competing to like what type of a, detachable attachments do we make like to fit along with your computer right so then mm-hmm. like apple comes out with like the ipod right it's like this it's like this portable music device where you can listen to music on your computer or you can just take this portable portable device around right so they made the mm-hmm. ipod and then they made the ipad and then they made like the iphone which is like a which is essentially supposed to be like a mini version of your computer but you carry it around right and so now what's happened in tech is now that everyone has a smartphone finally or majority of the world does have a smartphone i would say the shift has been okay so what is like the shift which has been shaky and which has been rocky right it hasn't been as smooth as the the personal computer has been but now it's like everyone has a phone a smartphone that can do all these crazy things on it what accessories can we build off of this to make the right. the phone the central home or the the phone the central device and that has currently been like meh cuz it's been wearable tech it's been yeah smart home ish stuff right like being able to control your thermostat or your turn on your car or turn on Mm -hmm. the just the lights in your house or whatever and then that's kind of also branched off into other niche pack like things in my opinion like google homes and amazon echoes and all that stuff which i think are just like useless to me (laughs) like a google home or whatever like it has no bearing on me maybe that's just because i have my phone on me the whole time all the time but still um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I feel like, you know, I don't know, that, that's probably going to be the future stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's been a push and, uh, and at least some talk about turning the phone into like the central unit that you bring around that you can connect into anything. So it would eventually replace desktop computers. It would like attach to your car in some way. So the phone like would be this multi-purpose computing device that right. can do all sorts of things and it connects to everything i mean in um, in, a, in a sense to add on to that i think china's already doing that i think they're light years ahead of us on that but i mean that that's could be a good or bad thing right depending on how you see oh, yeah. it um i know yeah, it could be good or bad yeah i uh you know i've seen some documentaries on like college professors and like professors in china and they're having like big issues over there when it comes to, like kids in school because most of the kids submit their essays on a cell phone <laughs> they actually like have mm-hmm. like a xiaomi like huge device and they just type on like a wireless keyboard or even just type on their phone out their essays so the formatting's all janky and weird (laughs) but i mean you see that with like uh 
was like WhatsApp being able to purchase things over there. Like you don't oh, use yeah. like, it's like a cashless society and stuff like that. But I think we're pre- I think the rest of the world is a pretty long ways away from doing that, in my opinion, because I think just the Chinese culture, which you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they're just like, yeah, the government has everything on us. <laughs> like, you know, what's 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 that to do with like, you know, like over here, I feel like over here in America where we're based and in Europe and other other countries, we people still very value their privacy. And I think just yes. over there, they're so used to not having a lot of privacy in a sense, in a different way, that they're just like, yeah, what's up? Who cares? Different. You know what I mean? It's a little different. It's less about the individual and more about the group. Mm. And mm-hmm. so it's like, if it's better for the group, I might as well sacrifice a few like individual liberties if it's better, if it benefits the whole. Right. So it's kind of like, um, you know, it might, it might affect me, but, you know, it's better than rocking the boat. Right kind of thing. Okay. So there's a, there's a lot of that, and yeah, there's a lot of just like um, uh, tying a lot of these services to um, your phone, your apps, and stuff like that. You can do all sorts of things with these chat apps. It's actually really really strange paying yeah. for things with a chat app, but you know, I guess they don't really mind the 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 downsides of that if it means right. it's better for you know everybody as a whole, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It seems, you know, it seems decent and stuff like that. The problem is, at least for over here, <clears throat> is that I've actually disabled NSF or and yeah NFC. I mean, and uh, oh yeah, and Google Pay and Apple Pay from all my devices because um, my credit card information has been stolen or whatever. And Jeez, yeah. when they reroute it and ask and like. Like I have some people when I get like my bank is on it and when I ask them like where the source came from, they're like, oh, it came from like this. It came, like 90 percent of the time that my identity has been stolen, it's coming from like they took it off of like a, a digital card reader that was using NFC or Google Pay or Apple Pay. Ugh. You know yeah, what I mean? So just, like all the time here, every time that's the problem is that it's just not secure. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't use it for that. The only time i ever use nfc is my friend actually has an nfc wi-fi router mm-hmm. which is pretty cool so when you go to his house instead of asking for his pa- asking for his password you just put your phone your you just put your NS- nfc uh, enabled device on top of his router mm-hmm. and then it gives you access to the internet for the next like 20 like 12 hours oh, that's cool or something like that you know what i mean so it's not like everyone permanently has his wi-fi information but so that's the only time i've ever actually used it but i don't know like i've seen even just like the uh, um i think it's weird for me what's weirder is like um content creation in china i find that really bizarre like um i saw that like uh well i saw that like i think it was uh what's the crazy like amazon chinese version of amazon that store Um, starts with a t is it starts with a T? That's so. Maybe it doesn't. I was thinking of like AliExpress or something like oh, that. Oh, Alibaba. Alibaba. Maybe it's Alibaba. But like Ali, I, it's like Alibaba like launched a live streaming service, and I think that's oh, like they? yeah. But for fashion and for makeup and stuff like that, and I think that's really really weird. So like basically, what happens is is like if you go to like an like a, if you go to like a makeup page or a product page for like makeup or fashion, you can watch like a live stream of like a person who. Uh, doesn't work for Alibaba, but kind of works in the same way of like contractually, like a Twitch partner or something does. 
and you mm-hmm. can be like you can type in chat like you just basically type in chat like hey <clears throat> i'm uh i'm thinking of purchasing this makeup you like link the makeup to them and they're like oh yeah i have that and i guess they just have samples of the makeup and they'll like try mm-hmm. it on for you like i like in real time because it's a live stream and like try it on for you and be like oh yeah do you like this like what do you think of it and they'll try to like sell it to you and That's then if you so decide weird. to like purchase it through the live stream, like they get a kickback of like wow, some of the co- of some of the commissions. So it's like these live streams, which are basically just like just chatting streams. But it's like women women will go off screen, like come back and be like, "Oh, this is the floral dress you like," and you're like, "Nah, I don't like that. Could you try this one on for me?" It's like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll be right back," and they'll come back like a minute later, and it's like a whole like live. There's like a like it's like a whole like live stream, and then. Mm-hmm. You obviously, I think you pay premium to get into like a one one on one chat with them, so that they can basically just be like your man, your live mannequin. But then also, general people can't type at the time, but they can still watch. So they're still like advertising it to them. So it's just like really weird. I, you know, I can think of some really weird abuses that could have like potentially. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like just it's just so creepy and weird to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like they're getting nude on stream, like on no, the stream. No. But I know, but I know it still can be weird. You know. <laughs> just like the concept is weird too it's just like this personal sort of like a almost like um i wouldn't say assistant but just someone you can tell like hey put this on for me they go away for five minutes they put it on they come back and you're like yeah that looks good let me go buy it now yeah and then um uh, i don't know their culture is so so different too have you seen like oh yeah go ahead I mean, like it's it, it kind of removes that um, need to go to a store and like try it on, you know, stuff like that. It might be a little awkward. Um, right. So, it, it, I mean, it kind of makes sense. You know, does, you don't need yeah. a retail space for this. So, yeah, it's it removes uh, costs. Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, I don't know if you saw like Douyu or Douyu. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like the number one live. It's like basically Chinese Twitch. If you've seen like all the crazy stuff they do over there no so like they they do like they recently had like their version of like twitchcon and like the ceo like just think of a guy like asian emmett emmett sheer (laughs) like right (laughs) he like comes out on stage with like 20 supermodels like drives on stage with like a lamborghini and (laughs) is just like what's up guys like super like rich you know what i mean but they have like a thing on their platform it's like a yearly contest and it's to it's only to like partnered partnered content creators but it's like basically like Whoever in like a year's period, like a business year's period, can make the most of their version of like bits on the platform, he will like personally fly you out anywhere in the world, like on mm-hmm. his on his dot like on his dime for seven days. Mm-hmm. So it's just like like it's just so weird to think about because basically like like just think of like like the so the plot like I've read an article about it, but it's like just think if like Twitch did that where they're like yeah, so the person who get earns the most bits this year on our platform, like I will fly you anywhere in the world, put you up in a five star hotel for seven days, right? So then it's mm-hmm. just like super, super weird the dynamic mm-hmm. that happens because there's like compilations of like people in on like the Chinese live streaming service like donating like let's say a hundred dollar like a hundred dollar donation like in cash, and like the streamer freaking out. And being like, what the F? Are you serious? Give that to me in bits. Like, are you kidding me right now? And getting like super pissed <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Because it's like not in bits. Or like people just being like, don't right. resub to me. Donate that money in bits. Like, please do not. Like people saying like, do not resub. Do not sub to me. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, give it to me in bits. And then the thing that on top of that is there's a public leaderboard. 
Oh, so it te- there's like a public leaderboard that tells you like, oh yeah, this person like Ryan Kubo made like a million bits, like you're nine hundred thousand bits below him, or whatever uh-huh. it might be. So like there actually is like a transparency with the competition. So the platform is just like really weird. Like oh, people man, are literally just so... begging for bits or whatever, or like if they do like sub drives or like sub. It's not like sub marathon. It's it's like bit marathons or, you know, charity uh-huh. relief things will be for bits, and it's just like weird. Like it's all through like their own like bit system or cheer system that they have built into the site. Like almost no one wants like actual like hardcore donations or it's like subs like or twisted. resubs. Yeah, right. It's so it's just like bizarre to me. Like d- like just the first thought I had was that this prize wasn't even worth the amount of effort that they're putting in. Like just a one week trip somewhere around the world. Like come on. I'm sure you can make so much more in bits. Maybe, I mean, like, the thing is, it's like you're making a lot of bits that can't be charged back and you're getting a free vacation, right? Yeah, like, it's literally yeah. on his dime. And someone, like, vlogged it, and it's, like, literally on his dime. Like, he puts you up in a five-star hotel. You can order as much food as you want, as much room service. You get, like, $7,000, $8,000 of spending money per day. Like, buy mm-hmm. wherever you want. You know what I mean? You can bring up to, like, four people. Like, it's kind of worth it. Like, they get spending money, too. They get, like, two mm-hmm. or 3K. I don't know. <laughs> it seems pretty yeah, lit, but yeah. I know what you mean. It's weird, but yeah, it, yeah, it's just such a different like culture or dynamic. Because like, if someone was over here on Twitch, being like, like I don't know, it just seems like every time somebody on Twitch is just like complains about people not yeah. subbing or not donating or whatever, there's such a huge backlash or sure. whatever, <laughs> where they're just like, "What the heck, guys?" You know, like I've been streaming for this many hours. Like, donate to me, <laughs> sub to me. Like, this is ridiculous. I give you free content every day. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, for sure. So it's just like kind of funny how that works, you know? Yeah. And and it also it's, it also creates this weird dynamic, I bet, where like you want to incentivize your viewers in some way, right? So like what is the streamer going to do to make people, you know, donate bits? So I'm sure there's going to be some sort of weird interaction between them that's going to like encourage more and more people to donate. Oh yeah, I bet you there's a ton I probably I bet you there's a ton of weird like off-site stuff that happens <laughs> on that Chinese site, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. that like happens for sure that was a controversy back on twitch like back in the day like 2013 or something wasn't it like really? i remember this yeah way back in the day there was like a female streamer who i guess she was like messaging private messaging like top donators or something like that and being like it was like before patreon i guess but huh. she was like she'd be like oh yeah like like i guess someone leaked it but they're like oh yeah you get like a one hour private call with me and it got pretty like dicey i guess like the calls Ooh. got pretty like weird or dicey so I don't know. It probably, you know, it happened back in the day, but I think Twitch banned her or him. I don't know if I actually don't remember if it was a guy or a girl. There's been so many like weird random con- controversies on, on Twitch oh, that sure. I just, I just don't remember or whatever. Oh yeah. I, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that happened way back in the day. It was like the wild west. You can do yeah. anything if you could get away, get away with it. Yeah. Um, Oh, I kind of wanted to bring up too. I haven't been able to keep up because I've been busy or whatever, but um, mm-hmm. you've, experience watching youtube gaming more or i guess it shouldn't be called youtube gaming youtube live streams this past week what's your take what's your take on the whole thing on the ui i know we've complained about it a little bit but now i feel like you've probably deep dived into it more than me uh i don't know how many times have you watched have you so if you guys didn't know valkyrie moved from twitch to youtube and uh pixel wanted to try out watching youtube live streams and Mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that so he ended up doing so how many streams did you watch uh three i want to say three and how many times has she streamed since then oh three or four can't remember okay so you you and how long were you in each stream for most of the time just kind of jumped in for a little bit or 
No, I jumped in for a little bit, maybe like an hour or two at most. Okay. Um, so yeah, what do you think of the whole like UI or just not even that, but just the chat experience? I just want everything, the lowdown, <laughs> bitrate quality, video sure. player, everything, chat experience. We can just break it down. What do you think of, I All guess, right. the video player in itself? Let's All go right, with video that. Player. Yeah. Video player, it's fine. You know, video quality is great. It's YouTube. You're gonna you're gonna get like some super high quality bit rates. It's gonna be fast loading. It's gonna be like the normal YouTube experience, you know. Mm -hmm. Video quality great i can't complain about it okay however the one thing i can complain about that stupid video is that if you want to chat you have to have it side by side you have to set okay. it so that you're not in theater mode because theater oh, mode okay. pushes the chat box underneath the video so that you can't like watch oh, one that's an oversight why one would... without the other oh wow okay why would you so do you that have to... it's, it's so much wasted space in this ui like, yeah. if you look at Twitch, there's a lot of space given to the video. And there's, like, you know, you scrunch it up on the left. You have, like, your, your you know, follows and stuff like that. And there's a lot of space devoted for it. There's very little empty space if you look at the Twitch UI. But yeah. with YouTube, so much of it is empty. Hmm. Wow. You have to, like, if you want a similar chat experience to Twitch, you're going to have to reduce the size of your screen to, like, this minuscule, like, quarter size of your screen. Right. And then even the chat window is like half the size of the Twitch chat window. So like, is there any way to expand that Twitch chat or that chat window or no? You can pop it out. Um, but so well, you can't. But it's defaulted to that size. It's not this. You know what I mean? Like the Twitch one. Yeah. I think you can use third party stuff to resize it. I believe, but there's no way to yeah. do that. Okay. So it's like it's kind of it's it's pretty janky right now. Mm. It's it feels like if they took the normal Twitch. I mean the the YouTube UI. And just kind of like shoehorn the ability to live stream yeah. it. I mean, that's what and Facebook so, did too, right? So I'm not, I can't yeah, be so it's like it, it wasn't built for live streaming in mind, but so mm -hmm. hopefully they change that because the chat experience is like completely like it, it's completely missing. Right. Like if you, you if you want to chat, then you're gonna have to deal with a tiny window. Right. Um, unless you do like pop popping out stuff, and it's just I don't know. It's just I I don't really like that. Right. Um, but the one thing that is nice about that chat experience, though, is that your name color, it changes when you subscribe. Or okay. I should say when you become a member. Okay. I, yeah, the whole uh, change in names and stuff like that is it's really like confusing. And I always catch myself instead mm. of saying subbing, you have to be you have to say either joining or becoming a member or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, because subscribing on Twitch is like a pay and on YouTube it's free. That's their follow. And then yeah. you have to click a join button to become a member, which is their version of subscribing on Twitch. So it's kind of complicated, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. So like with, with YouTube, you can't change your name color. So by default, mm. everybody is like this gray color in chat. But when you subscribe or when you, when you become a member, it's like this green color. Interesting. So it, it, is it, that set by YouTube out. or is that set by the broadcaster? Do you know? I'm not really sure. Okay. I'm not really sure what it is, but like it, it makes things a little simpler. You don't stand out as much. Mm. So okay. if you have like a very unique color in Twitch chat or something like that, you're not as easily recognizable. Right. Um, so if you have like a wall of members, then you, you have to actually read the name. You mm. can't like just pick it out automatically just by their, the color. Right. Um, so there is that. Um, the other thing that is really strange is that 
the VODs of the, the live streams, it only kept the last one. It only kept the latest one, nothing before that. Mm. So I don't know if that's a setting or if that's that might by be a fault. That might be a set that might be a setting because for me, I know that on my YouTube studio dashboard when I live streamed, I can make it so that the video goes public, unlisted, or private after my live stream's done. And so that mm. could just be a setting that they have on their stream or whatever, because I always made mine go to private or whatever oh, um, gotcha. after the live stream was done or whatever, or unlisted. Okay. So if people still had a link to the live stream, they could have it or whatever. But mm -hmm. I think that's another weird thing that I don't really like either is like, so there's like a couple of people that stream on YouTube that I follow or whatever, but they don't make actual like normal YouTube content. They use YouTube just for live streaming. And it's really weird hmm. when I go to their uploads or their videos, all of it is just their past broadcasts. And it's very obvious because they're like three or four hours long. But that's mm -hmm. like really weird that there's no way to like separate that unless like the content creator makes like their own like playlist that's like past live streams or something like that. You know what I mean? Because that's you something that's actually... like really weird unless they change that setting. So so when I look at Valkyrie's uh, videos, if you go there, there's a drop down box that says all uh uploads and live streams. Uh, so it must be that. No, I'm just on so, the alt tab. So uh, I think by default, it will go to your uploads, and mm -hmm. then you have to manually select to look at the, the recent live streams. Okay, okay. Um, which is kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of wish it defaulted to all, or, or right. like they, you know, separate it like, like uh, Twitch does, where <clears throat> you have different sections for each kinds of videos. Mm -hmm. um, but Hopefully they're working on that too. Hopefully they're working to make the UI a little better. Yeah. Um, oh, another thing about chat. Mm -hmm. So it forces you to use colons when using emotes. Oh, that's weird. So you can't just type in like Kappa, K-A-P-P-A, and then it will just, yeah. oh, you have to do colon, K-A-P-P-A, yeah. colon. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of weird. You, Your emo you, game you, sucks too, by the way. Dude. You know, actually, you know what? If you type in Kappa in, in, in YouTube chat, it actually turns into a face. Yeah, but the face looks stupid. <laughs> it just looks like a dumb face. Like, it doesn't even... Like, it doesn't... I don't know, man. Like, the thing is, it's like, a, Twitch... emoji face. I know, but Twitch has, like, so much, like, lore to it. You know what I mean? Which is, like, really sure. awesome. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, for most of it, it just has to do with, like... It's just these generic faces. Like, right? Like, think of, like, if you were in Twitch chat, and you're like, dog. And, like, you type dog mm -hmm. or something. The emote dog. And, like, let's just say it came up with, like, Franker face. Like, the Franker emote the dog emote, mm -hmm. right and it's there's history behind that you know what i mean like the dog's passed away sadly but it was like right. a system engineer's like favorite dog or whatever but then like if you typed in dog on twitch on youtube chat it would probably just be like some generic dog emoji that i can find on like oh, my yeah. emoji board like i don't know there's just something like different about it you know what i mean like the lore yeah, is yeah. there like the community i feel like youtube still doesn't have that community vibe to it i don't know that's just my opinion though it, but it anyway really doesn't like if you actually go there um those those emotes that are uploaded by a streamer are mm. only usable in that chat. You can't. It, it is not global. As oh, far as really? I can tell. Wow, that yeah. that kind of sucks too. I didn't. I didn't realize that. that they, so you sub to Valkyrie, and you can only use those emotes in her chat. You cannot right. go to. Another, oh, yeah. wow, that's a big deal. I, too. I can't go into another live stream. I tried to go into a, like an IRL live stream mm. and just like look for them, but they weren't actually available. So it's only wow. specifically for that chat. Gotcha. That's um, kind of lame too. Yeah, but yeah, I, I will totally agree with you because there is no community aspect of YouTube as far as I can tell. Uh, like I, everybody's yeah. kind of like very faceless and just kind of like, oh, yeah. you're you're not. I mean, 
there's a history behind YouTube comments. You, you, you see these comments <laughs> and they're just like these people who just like meme and make some really, really dumb comments. And so you kind of tune these out. Right. I mean, people so say Twitch YouTube is chat. young, but like, I feel like YouTube, like look at my experience very quickly, when I went to YouTube chats, it just seems like they're way younger people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, 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 it has a certain demographic, you know, it, it has people that are there for like, you know, Roblox or whatever. And it's definitely they, YouTube. It's YouTube. Yeah. It's YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And so you did, you see a different crowd. When I was oh, watching yeah, that sure. live stream, you definitely see a different type of vibe. And I'm not sure if the community aspect is there yet. I still think that if a person does move there, like Discord is their best bet for actually creating and keeping some sort of community. Right. For um, sure. And there there is offline chat but like it's it's you know it's it's nothing special right right oh there's an offline chat i believe i believe yes mm. it seemed like yeah like when i was uh there after the stream had ended the mm. ch you could still chat okay there's no way to actually get to that chat so if you like, left that screen then it's over like you can't go back yeah. to that okay i see it's like it, it creates this sort of weird, like unique URL mm -hmm. that you can't really get back to, and it's not like you can remember it. Oh, okay, um, okay. That's so see, that's it, weird too. So you can't just go to like, weird. there's no way to go to like, let's say like youtubecom slash live or something. You're like, oh, I'm in our live stream chat now. Like, I'm in the live right. stream. Pop. Okay, that's weird. It's it's this weird unique URL that like yeah. it, it seems it's like, like a bunch of numbers. Instance. Yeah, it's like a it's like with clip like clip links, like they're just random words. Like it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's like this stupidly long like series of random letters and numbers, and it's just like it's like a unique instance of a live stream. Mm. So, for discoverability purposes, there's there's not many ways that you can actually get there. Like, sure, you can follow, you can you know get the notify bell. I mean, the notifications though are I heard are, are they seem better than like they notifications are. are what I rely on for YouTube now in general, not for live streams, but just for getting my, like when someone posts in a new YouTube video or whatever, that's mm -hmm. what I use. I don't even look at my subscriber box. I don't look at my recommended for you. That's all I look at. The notification bells. It's all I look at yeah. because those are really good usually. Yeah. Like, so on your so. left in your subscribed uh, subscriptions, uh, it'll have a unique icon if it says that they're live streaming. Okay. Um, it, it's like a red dot with like these, like, um, red curves like emanating from it is that like on a mobile or desktop system. only uh desktop only as far as i can tell okay but on on mobile uh you did get you did get a push notification and okay. actually pretty quickly um and it's a massive like push notification it'll okay. show you like the thumbnail and everything um right. if you're on the mobile app if you scroll um you should be able to get um notifications in that like feed right um, so, so there is that like notifications are actually kind of decent, I would say. Mm. Um, okay. yeah, I, I think relying on the, the notifications from the YouTube app, it's actually not too bad. It'll have a delay. I'd say probably like 10 or 15 minutes, but like, it's, it's actually decent. Yeah. I, I feel like there's, there's like just little things on YouTube that they could easily implement, but then if. But because they're not there right now and we're judging mm -hmm. on that, um, it feels like it's just so fragmented. Like, I think, like, not being able to multi-stream any, any way to multi-stream. Like, it's also that, like, since YouTube is a smaller live streaming service, there's not a lot of third-party support, right? Like, you can't use, like, mm -hmm. Chatterino or Chatty or anything like that with YouTube from what I know. 
at least. Uh, there's no Franker Face TV or better Twitch TV. Maybe there is like a better YouTube TV. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're not able to like edit your chat to even like, like even the default settings in Twitch chat, getting rid of all of the um, like third party add ons. Like, I don't like how on YouTube chat, I can't like split the chat, right? So there's like a lot, you know, there's a, that like split mm-hmm. line between each, you know, message typed. There's no way to make it so that I can, if someone ats me in YouTube chat, it highlights the message for me or pings me you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's like little things like you can't host you can't <laughs> raid yet um mm-hmm. and even then i don't even know how that would really work <laughs> with like hosting or raiding um yeah uh you know you're not able to squad stream or like multi-stream i don't even know if there's a third party extension to be able to do that where you can watch like two youtube streams at, at once um i don't know it just seems really weird um you know mm-hmm. with, with with how it works and even just like even if hosting and rating does come around, it's like I wouldn't even know how to find another live stream. Like just searching for other live streams is just a pain in the butt too, because they use the yeah. same like algorithm that normal YouTube videos use. Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah, so I don't know. <clears throat> so it kind of has that like snowball effect. So like mm-hmm. if you're live streaming and you just started, it'll probably promote that first as opposed to anything else. No, because it go right. I, I don't think so because you, the YouTube algorithm goes by like how many likes, how many comments, and how many views it gets in a oh, certain amount okay. of time. Ta- certain amount of time, and then the U- YouTube algorithm solidifies those videos um, at the top of a search feed, depending on how good they are. That's why when you search, for example, and it's also catered to you. That's the problem too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Um, you know, um, uh, yeah, so that can, that I know that's caused like, so I don't know if you're going to be on YouTube long term, but I would like to see how your algorithm changes if you keep watching Valkyrie's stream all the time, because mm-hmm. watching the live stream and like watching a live stream for long periods of time and stuff like that has been shown to mess with your algorithm when it comes for recommended for you videos or even searching for stuff on YouTube or su- suggested yeah. videos or recommended videos as well. I, I'm sure it's gonna mess with it in some way. I don't know. Maybe no. it'll actually help me find other like live streamers for gaming. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't even know who's on the platform besides Courage and Valk at this point. Uh, yeah, there's like, there's a couple of other there's a couple of other like YouTube live streams that I'll get suggested or whatever, and they're mostly of like the Fortnite variant or whatever. But mm-hmm. I feel like I just go in there, and their chats are exactly what you were complaining about. It's like very young kids or whatever, and I don't know. It just seems like way different, but I feel mm-hmm. like at the same time, like even if I go into a, a Twitch chat, that's a Fortnite stream. I just feel like the, like I forgot who said it, but like a streamer was just saying that like at TwitchCon, it just felt like at the Twitch parties and stuff like that, it was like all of us. And then the Fortnite crowd, like the Fortnite crowd is like <laughs> so different because like, they're kind of like the third generation of like streamers that kind of blew up. Right. Let's say. Right, and right. they're just like so different from them or whatever. And they're all play like the same game as well, but they're like mm-hmm. communities are just like way younger too. So like the Fortnite crowd, like even their chats, even their Twitch chats are not very like meme you know what I mean? And not very right, like, right. um, I don't know. They're just different. They're kind of normie in a sense, even on Twitch. So the YouTube one just seems like even worse. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it definitely is different. I, I can't really pinpoint it exactly, but like there's a definitely a different vibe. Yeah. And maybe it's because of the move. Maybe it's because like that maybe. chat that I had in Twitch, like they were used to behaving a certain way. They knew what not to do. 
but then when you mm-hmm. go to a new environment, everybody's like kind of new. Uh, some people are like seeing this for the first time. They don't know exactly like how they should behave. Right. It's like you have thing. to relearn everything. Like your community mm-hmm. has to relearn itself. It's also like, I don't know what it might be, but like with, uh, with YouTube chats, I'm not, not Valks, but I was only in there for like 20 minutes. So I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I also feel like whenever I've gone into another YouTube chat stream, it's just like chaos in there. And I don't feel like there's like much mm-hmm. moderation happening. It's difficult to moderate. There's really no third-party tools to yeah. moderate, and plus you have the half-size chat window, right? And and it's scrolling by like really, really fast. Yeah, so um, it's like, so... and the way it loads messages is sometimes not very smooth. I've noticed that, like, it's for not. me, it, like it loads some, and then if it's a fast chat, at least it like loads some, brick for a bit, and then loads some, and then brick for a bit, and keep doing that. So it's really weird. But that's what I noticed yeah. too. Is like there was people like, hey, add me on Epic Games, uh, like add me. This is my thing. Like here, <laughs> shout me on. This is my YouTube. Hey guys, I'm like, like it was all this like self advertisement and like self promotion in these people's chats, and I was like, it wasn't like that bad. Where like that was the only thing, but like I would see it every once in a while. I'd be like, why is this getting deleted? Or maybe it is. I'm just not noticing Mm -hmm. or maybe they just don't moderate as much because the chat's smaller (laughs) and the window's like this big so i don't know there's not as many chat lines you can see i don't know it's weird yeah it's it's like super difficult like when i was scrolling up like sometimes it would jump and stuff like that too so it wasn't like a very easy thing to scroll and find a message yeah so like i could see this being really really bad if like you know if chat's scrolling by really fast and there's one message that you really really need to delete like it's it's kind of an annoying modding experience just like looking mm. at this and knowing like that I don't have anything really to help me like the tools are actually hurting me it's like working right. against me I mean overall though what do you think of the whole like YouTube thing as a whole like YouTube thing as a whole now that you've like kind of I know it's only been like a week we'll probably update mm-hmm. it later but like do you think YouTube has a chance of like taking on uh like twitch in that sense uh when it comes to like monetization like when it comes Mm -hmm. to like i think i i'm still holding to the fact that uh, in my opinion i think youtube will be pretty a pretty big contender when it comes to the live streaming platform only because i'm still betting on stadia or stadia however you want to pronounce it i'm still Uh betting on that for sure because so many people have google chrome installed so for right. people to just be able to like move their Google, like hit, like hit live, like I've seen like the beta features of their live streaming thing. And it's basically pulling from discord. It's basically just like you click a button in your Google Chrome, you select which window you want to capture, then Google Chrome minimizes. And then boom, you're instantly live streaming on YouTube with your YouTube account that you're logged into your Google Chrome with. And then mm-hmm. the chat appears on a portion of the side kind of like with xbox console games but obviously it only shows to you and not to other people and Mm -hmm. so i still feel like once that gets flushed out i think youtube will take a pretty big chunk of the market in the sense of like ease of access for new content creators but i don't know necessarily uh you know if actual partnered streamers would jump to youtube is the thing but i do think that it will get a big increase of user base at at the least uh... but yeah it's different like when you're migrating there's going to be a portion of your community that will come with you mm-hmm. and so you will get those um you will get that monetization from them like through memberships through super chats and things like that um there's no sub giftings which is accounting for a huge amount of subs i would imagine yeah um, so i think for monetization if you move to youtube there's not going to be as much right and so you need to you need to come at it with like a youtuber's mindset where you're not directly supported, 
by your viewers, you're you're giving them opportunities to like you know buy into your stuff through like merch, um, other YouTube uploads. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be more like ad based. I feel I feel like your income is gonna come from a lot of different sources, so it's not gonna be necessarily like directly viewer supported. Mm -hmm. Um, so you kind of have to go in with that mindset. Like it's different than Twitch. It's where you're directly supporting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ad sales count for very, very small portions of your income. And right. so when you go into it, you have to think about like, okay, how else can I use this platform to sell stuff? Um, right. You really have to see your, your stream as like a platform as a way to like sell other things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just how people find your stuff. And then from there, you know, you buy a t-shirt, you get, you get like, uh, I don't know what what else can can, you, can they sell toys, um, right? You know, you know anything really. Um, so I think no. it's it's going to be a little different. Yeah, I think for all the crap that we that uh, the community, including myself, give Twitch sometimes at times, you know, you do have to hand it to them for their marketing. I think they have like one of the best marketing teams probably out there, and it's Amazon. So Amazon has been the front runner for the last twenty plus years, and. Mm-hmm knowing the algorithms and getting people to buy stuff uh you know uh especially like buying stuff on the internet and getting it delivered to you and stuff like that and i think that they're able to do that very well on twitch and i think a lot of the things that we take for granted on twitch like um even just the latest hype train thing i think is one of the most genius things that's ever been on twitch honestly the hype train thing I think it's mm-hmm. ridiculously smart. We talked about that last week or whatever, but the feeling of missing out, you know, really getting people to put in their credit card information and then, or PayPal information and then be able to do that first purchase through the hype train, you know, um, yeah. like you said, the gift, the gifting of subs really, really smart as well. Uh, the limited time releases for certain emotes. Um, I think drops are really valuable too on Twitch. That's something that no other platform has as well, where, hey, if you just watch this stream or just lurk in this stream, you have a chance of getting Mm -hmm. some free stuff. Being able to buy in-game content through certain live streams. I know they did this with H1Z1, Fortnite. I know Borderlands has it where you can literally buy the game directly from the streamer. It's like a little button below their title of the stream that's like directly embedded there. I think that's really Mm -hmm. smart. Twitch Prime, which we always have to mention and stuff like that, being able to just literally quote-unquote get a free sub every month when really it's not. You're paying for Amazon Prime and buying into that whole ecosystem as well. There's so many right. random avenues to get to convince people to um, stream on to, to get people to stream on Twitch, but also for the viewers to interact with the streams monetarily that every other platform just does not have. Yeah, absolutely. I you think um, you got to hand it to Amazon because like they they know how to get people to spend money and you know get people to stay on a platform and just and encourage just get, people yeah. to spend more. Just get viewer um, numbers up too. Like I know tons of friends who probably watch streams more often now than not because they want to get that chance of getting a gifted sub or something, right? It's like gambling yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so just exactly. even like bump viewer numbers or gifted subs or whatever it is. Gifted, I, I will say this, gifted subs and hype train are probably the two smartest things that Twitch has done on their platform, for sure. I, I would definitely put Twitch Prime on in there like i think twitch prime is twitch prime is the best twitch prime is twitch prime is up there for me for sure but hype train i just think from like uh like it's a really smart idea just to convince people to to donate for the first time probably and then i think gifted subs just totally changed the meta of like Mm -hmm. twitch in general like i know a bunch of content creators 
that I know who have like gotten rid of their donate button or their TTS or they have donations still, but their TTS is gone and stuff like that because it's like people, they get so much more money from gifted subs. It's Mm. like a safe way. There's almost no way to charge back with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You're helping out the community still and feeling like part of the community or whatever. And yeah, I just think that's really smart, but you know, Twitch prime is definitely up there, but I think Twitch prime has its own faults that I have issues with or whatever. Mm. But you know, like uh, Twitch Prime is good, but I think Twitch, I, I think Twitch Prime is, tries to do the same thing like the hype train. I think it's like, oh, I already have Amazon Prime. I get this free sub every month. Like, oh, sick. And mm-hmm. then like every once in a while, like they drop a sub here or there. Um, but then I think it's also like, I think, like, I think with Twitch Prime, what ends up happening is like somebody's like, oh yeah, I have my Twitch Prime. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to drop it on. I'm going to drop it on this guy. And it's just kind of like a spur of the moment thing most of the time for a lot of people. And they're like, but I want to subscribe to this person now. Oh shoot. I already used my Twitch Prime (laughs) token and it doesn't expire for another 20 days. All right. I'll sub to this person then with real money Mm -hmm. or something like that. I think that's what Twitch Prime is good for as well, but it's benefits. It's benefits have always, I I feel like it's benefits kind of suck, but that's just my opinion. Cause you're not really, as Amazon Prime's price goes up, your the benefit, you know, Twitch Prime's benefits go down, right? Because you're technically already paid for all those subs at this point. Especially since Amazon Prime's like what, $150 a year now? Some some crazy number. Yeah, so you're already it's... paying for it, technically. Like you already have those tokens available to you, you know? Yeah. It's but... Yeah, it's just like something that is nice to have because I feel like Amazon Prime is like a good deal in and of itself. Mm. So it's like once you get two day shipping on stuff, you can't live without it, to be honest. And so I feel like all the Twitch Prime stuff is really just gravy. You know, you you get all these uh, little free games like they may not be good, but they're free. Same thing with subbing, you know, it's it's free. I I can't complain about stuff that I think is just free. Yeah. on top of something that I'm already paying for. Yeah. Like, you know, without any kind of influence from, from Twitch. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Oh, and then I was even going to say, like, um, it's it's weird. YouTube doesn't have, like, a view, a currency bot. <laughs> yeah. Like, Twitch yeah. and Mixer have that now, too. It's just weird that, like, YouTube is, like, so big and yet so behind it in the live it stream really is, content. It really is behind. Like, sometimes I feel like it's it's basically just in TV. Like, I, yeah. I, I will say, like, the amount of features that it has right now, it's just in TV. It's it, way before it even was Twitch. YouTube live streaming has been around for a while, too. That's what doesn't make sense to me. And I feel like it's just like the redheaded stepchild. Like, it's just over there. Like, they're just like, yeah, you're here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like it's still kind of true to, like, I think be- prior to Twitch Prime and all this stuff or whatever, like I said this a few years ago before we ever made this podcast and I was talking to some friends, but it's like the reason why YouTube live streaming was created was just to keep those YouTubers on YouTube because they probably didn't like them jumping to Twitch. But mm. you know what I mean? So it was just like, oh, yeah, like I think like the can like what it tried to convince is like I have 12 million. Like I know people who are like I have 12 million subs on YouTube and 30,000 followers on Twitch. Yeah, I'm just going to stay on YouTube because I'll get more viewers, right? But right. then, like, but then now it's, like, three, four years later, and Twitch has added so many incentives, or all these content cre- like content platforms have had so many more monetization incentives beyond just running ads. Twitch Prime, mm-hmm. subscribing, gifting subs, bits, all this type of stuff. It's just weird that, like, 
YouTube's just like still in the mentality of like five years ago. And yeah, just like so many, there's like a lawn. It's like, uh, did you watch the documentary on No Man's Sky? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that, like the comeback story, right? Like there's like a checklist. There's a laundry list of things that need to be done to make YouTube mm-hmm. live streaming great. And if they check down all these things or whatever, then yeah, I think it would be great, right? But there's just so many things that it's like, why aren't these on here that every other platform has, you know? Hosting, yeah. rating, hype train, gifting subs, being able to use sub emotes globally on the platform, multi-streaming, currency bot, better moderation in the chat or whatever, um, just moderation in general on the YouTube platform is probably a good thing as well. But I feel mm-hmm. like YouTube also is one of those companies where they just do whatever the heck they want and don't really care until like the FCC comes down on them. Honestly, that's how <laughs> I feel sometimes, you know? Because I don't know if you've seen like yeah. YouTube live streams outside of the gaming ones, but there's like some really weird sus stuff out there. You know oh, what I mean? Sure that's like not is, yeah. that's not moderated or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you can hide it with like a unique URL, then you know all the yeah. better, right? Right. So I don't know. It's weird, but I mean, overall, what do you think about YouTube? I guess to wrap it up, uh, wrap up the episode. What do you think of YouTube streaming? Um, oh, do you see a future uh, in on it, or is this just a way for con like? I guess my question would be, at its current state, do you see content creators jumping to to YouTube um, without a fat paycheck? Because <laughs> I mean, that's really like a huge thing. So. That's a huge thing, right, for why people are jumping. I really but. don't think so, just because like there's so many obstacles in the way. Like For one thing, you have this system that really doesn't have a good monetization scheme for streamers mm. like if you look at the monetization for youtubers you have to go out of your way to actually like monetize mm-hmm. you know not all of your income is going to come from ads right and the ads that you do get are based upon your content so you have this weird kind of situation where you have to reach out and branch out into different ways into into spending money or getting people to spend money right but then on top of that you have youtube viewers who are probably less likely to spend money right people people on youtube are very used to watching content for free mm-hmm. um even like subscribing to a channel is like an ordeal sometimes you know right uh, you know you watch these videos and people are like smash that like button smash that subscribe button it's actually like difficult to get people to do something for free right on youtube um so getting people to pay is you know much much more difficult right so right now youtube is banking on big names and that's it right as it stands like the tech is just not good it's just in tv and it's it's literally like like five year old tech that we're we're right. looking at right now. Um, sure, you can get like 1080p streams, and the, the quality is gonna be great. But I mean, like, you can get 4K streams on Twitch now, so that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, like, I get your point. The YouTube experience is is awful for for live streaming. Mm. I I don't know if people are gonna switch unless they get a big fat paycheck. Right. Because as of right now, like it's just it's not worth it. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't make sense to switch unless you have some sort of really really good monetization, right. like you have something going on off site that is going to like you know supplement all of your income. Right. Um, it's difficult to find live streamers. It's difficult to find people like period on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a really really bad choice if you want to do live streaming. I think there's better choices out there. Mm. I, I honestly think mm. you might as well go on to Mixer. Right. 
you might as well go on a mixer. Well, I mean, it's it's meant for gaming too. That's the thing, right? Um, yeah, mixer has the benefit that it was specifically made for live streaming, right? With gaming in mind, so the experience is very much like Twitch. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little close. It's going to be like familiar. So right. it has that going for it. Especially but, YouTube has so much yeah. controversy too. That's a thing too. Yeah. I mean, like if you're going to go on YouTube, you might as well make YouTube videos. Like I, I don't know if live streaming is even worth the effort. You might as well just make the YouTube like VOD content. I I will say that this, so this is my opinion on the whole thing. Um, I think YouTube has a long way to go to become better at content or better live streaming uh, platform. I do think that I don't see any big content creators jumping ship unless it's a pretty big paycheck in my opinion i don't think that that will ever happen but what i do see happening is that the reason why they are pulling people like courage or the reason why they're pulling people like valkyrie or the reason why mixer gets ninja and stuff like that is probably one because of their family friendliness but then also i in my personal opinion i feel like they're all it's also because of their viewer audience their the age of their audience right um i doubt that like uh, you know i doubt xqc will get paid to go to YouTube or Mixer. He might, right? But mm-hmm. I don't think if he doesn't go, I don't think it's because, oh, he doesn't have a family-friendly audience. I honestly think it's because of probably the age range of people watching him is probably older. So the thing is with Ninja and uh, Mixer and YouTube and Valkyrie or YouTube and Courage, I want to see the amount of new live streaming YouTube accounts that were created ever since they've joined those platforms because they do market themselves uh, maybe not market themselves, but the age range or their uh, their audience is way younger, which is way more impressionable of kids, mm-hmm. right? And these kids are like, oh, man, my favorite streamer Courage is on YouTube. I'm going to stream on YouTube. You know what I mean? I can totally see that happening. So I don't see big partners jumping to the platforms, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of new accounts being made and a lot mm-hmm. more people streaming on the site. Uh, I will also say that if you are going to stream on YouTube or Mixer or something like that, uh, I would say maybe if you start blowing, I would say more so on YouTube than Mixer because the Mixer crowd is very much like, we love Mixer, we hate Twitch. But I feel like the YouTube crowd and Twitch crowd are so blended together with content creation anyway. What I've noticed a lot of content creators on YouTube doing is they'll stream for a bit on YouTube to kind of feel out how many people they have. And then I've seen a lot of YouTube creators jump to Twitch. They're like, hey, I know we've been mm. doing live streams on YouTube, but you know, if we let's jump over to Twitch. And they'll take a hit of viewers of maybe like, their YouTube streams had like a thousand viewers, but now they jump to YouTube and now they have 400, 500, or they jump to Twitch and now they have 400, 500 viewers and that's enough to get them partnered and they mm-hmm. just start rebuilding there. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm selling myself as a live streamer. Did I do good? Okay, cool. Now let's go to a better platform where, <laughs> um, you know, there's more competition, but I'll be okay. I'll be, a, you know, I won't be the big fish in a small pond at least. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, I will say that the only reason I can see people streaming on YouTube live streaming is if it's non-gaming. I, 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 I think that's true. For that's, I think that's a pretty obvious one. I think that if you're in the realm of a certain topic, like a podcast or like a political podcast or something like that, or a tech mm-hmm. review podcast or something like that, um, then you should probably stick to YouTube rather than being on Twitch because I don't even though Twitch has a great IRL section or whatever, I feel like YouTube is more inclined for that, to be honest. Yeah. For like political rants or whatever, or science or programming or anything like that, I'd probably go to YouTube, to be honest, because there's bigger Mm -hmm. audiences there, obviously. 
Yeah, it's got more reach. You can reach a wider audience with diversified interests and stuff like that. But um, it, it's, it's really a point that you made about um, appealing to marketers and ad advertisers because that is the majority of YouTube income. Right. You know, if, like you have to do things that are um, going to be um, appealing to those advertisers. Right. Uh, so the fact that those specific streams went over to those platforms, it makes a lot of sense. It really yeah. does. They're they're the kind of people that are um, very appealing to advertisers. They're great for marketing. They're great for you know being images on brands. So and they're very yeah, they have an impressionable audience, in my opinion. I think that's the I think that's yeah. the end goal. I think that's the end goal with a lot of things. I think that like if you got someone like XQC or whoever who have like a kind of older audience or whatever. Like, I don't think anyone's going to, like, make a YouTube account and start streaming there. Maybe there will be. But I feel like if you have a younger audience, like Ninja's audience, I really do want to see, like, how many people, you know, just, like, listened to Ninja and was like, yeah, screw Twitch. You know, I don't even watch Twitch <laughs> anymore. I only watch you on Mixer. You know what I mean? I'm making a mm -hmm. Mixer account. I'm going to live stream on Mixer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all this type of stuff. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that will actually influence the later generation. Like, are we actually going to see more and more people on those platforms because they're growing up with Mixer or they're Maybe. growing up with YouTube gaming. I don't know. I think YouTube gaming will be the only one that stands, obviously, because it's YouTube and it's Google. I think that's the only reason why. But I don't think... Do I think YouTube live streaming will ever overtake Twitch? Maybe. Mm -hmm. But it will be around and take a large chunk out of it. And like I said, YouTube yeah. game, YouTube live streaming is the Wild West. So if we look at the numbers, they claim 20% of live streams are done on YouTube with about 70% on Twitch. But then when you get rid of all the non-gaming ones, that drops to like 5% or less of all live streams. Because yeah. let's be real, most live streams on YouTube are like AFK streams. <laughs> There was some guy who was like running a bot that was trying to beat like slith make the biggest thing in Slither IO or whatever. <laughs> it was like a 24 seven stream had like 12 K viewers. That's incredible. You know what I mean? Like there's just that stuff on there or just like, you know, lo-fi hip hop to chill and study beats to study too. You know what I mean? It's like that yeah. type of channels. Like what happens when, what happens when that day comes? Cause it will come when, you know, YouTube gets told, Hey, you can't do these. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to be a weird so their gaming Weird portion time. is very small. It's very niche. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's why it's not, you know, kind of like treated as the redheaded stepchild. It <laughs> feels like bad, man. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, anyway, though, uh, I think that will wrap it up for today's episode. Uh, I think we covered like a lot of good random topics today. Uh, we'll definitely yeah. keep you guys updated with the YouTube and Mixer stuff. Uh, you know, in like a couple of years, the streamer wars will happen again. And I think they're going to continue <laughs> for a while here. But we'll, we'll end up seeing what happens. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah um and also it's it's just interesting uh you know twitch is making big plays too so we can't forget that as well uh they bought i think 10 streamers from youtube and youtube hey, got youtube got three or four of them as well so i mean the streamer wars are still continuing to like happen and stuff like that but yeah. uh anyway guys that's gonna be it for today's episode thanks so much for hanging out and uh yeah we'll see you next monday uh for more no content take it easy guys all right till next